0: This is The Average Guy Network and you have found Home Gadget Geeks show number 490, recorded on May 13th, 2021. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home news reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for The Average Tech Guy. I'm your host, Jim Costa, broadcasting live from the Everyday.tv studios here in a beautiful, Mike, like
1: spring, like this is the spring we all
0: want all the time, right? It's- 100%. Yeah.
1: yeah, we're moving into our new uh, headquarters at work in two weeks. So I've been taking advantage of the last two weeks of work from home. And I've been outside of my back patio working almost every day this week. It's just been gorgeous. One of those not much wind, perfect temperature. You don't sweat sitting out there. It's been just Amazing.
0: Oh, it's been great. Dave, we talked a bunch about lawn care last year. Dave McCabe is with us uh, tonight and this is the hero time of the year, right? For the lawn. We're not going to spend much time on the lawn tonight, but this is the hero time, right? Like it looks good for everybody.
2: We're all amazing lawn magicians. Yeah. And if, if you, if you do take uh, full credit for that, mother nature will rear its ugly head and bring a fungus or a grub to your yard, so be careful. No, everything looks great. Mine looks great. Does yours look good?
0: Mine's mine is good, Mike.
2: Is yours? How's yours? Mine looking?
1: looks amazing, but for some reason my cul de sac got hit with dandelions a lot this year. Uh, so um, but uh my chemical guy came out today for the second application. I could see him out there. He was spraying all the spots. I don't have too many in my lawn. Some of the people got hit really hard. Yeah. yeah. And of well, course my son's out there picking them in. Blowing them, and I'm like, you're not he helping is, the situation,
0: man. Of course he is. That's yeah. that's what kids are supposed to do, you know. Right. and, and uh, they won't last too much longer. But it is that time of year. You just feel like a hero. I always think, oh, all the stuff I did in the fall paid off. And then I remembered, oh, I didn't do anything this fall. <laughs> so it really is the luck of the draw. Hopefully, you're in some spot where uh, the weather is good for you. I think. Um, I think it was Brian earlier was telling me it's been 102 there already, and I'm like, yikes. I uh, definitely don't want to be in that. It's been beautiful here. Of course, we'll post a show with some, uh, with show, some show notes. Head out to theaverageguy.tv slash HGG490. A couple of reminders, big thanks to our Patreon subscribers who, uh, who sponsored the show. So appreciate you guys in what you do every month. If you want to be part of the supporting team here at uh, Home Gadget Geeks, head out to theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon and you can sign up uh, there to get it done. always appreciate that. And then um, if you want to take advantage of our Coinbase offer, still going on. Uh, hundred dollar purchase or trade will get you ten dollars additional, and of course, uh, I'll make ten as well. Head out to theaverageguy.tv/slash Coinbase. Uh, coin, uh, Dave, are you 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 watching Coin stuff? Are you completely out or are no? You- I'm I'm I'm
2: back in, but today was rough. Uh, today was brutal. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. The day we get back together and can oh, talk Coin, God. I mean everything.
1: Great day to buy though. Yeah. I put it. I put in a little more today.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I was thinking about everything I have in cash, maybe putting it back in because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I thought that at fifty-four thousand, and now I see it's fifty thousand.
1: I saw some forty. I saw some forty-eights earlier oh. today. See, I've been ignoring Bitcoin. I'm. I'm. You know, Ethereum is really where I'm focusing, and then yeah. you know, one or two alts, but but mainly Ethereum right now. Um,
0: Ethereum had gotten to 4,000 and some change. I think it's yeah. backed off to, to 38. Um, Bitcoin's is at 50 down. right now, Dave. And I, I, um, I, this is kind of where my first level where I kind of sold and it thought it would pull back. And then of course I think it went all the way up to 60. So I'm waiting a little bit. I, I too would like to see it kind of, kind of push back a little bit uh, on that. So you are watching it. You're, you're staying in the game on the crypto Wait. side.
2: It's the craziest thing, Jim. I I think this is is part of what got us back into the conversation for this show is when it started to ramp back up. I dug out my folder, which I had in a safe, and I looked at all my, you know, all your challenge phrases and all so I just I started going back through every single exchange or place that I had been in in 2018. And I found, I found a lot of Bitcoin. A little, you know, when it's three thousand, yeah, and you have four dollars worth of Bitcoin, right? It kind of makes a jump when it goes up to sixty thousand, yeah. So yeah. it made a huge difference. <clears throat> so I basically have a garage full of power tools thanks to Bitcoin,
0: <laughs> which we're going to talk about. Tonight. And
2: I'm still going because, yeah. Yeah. Um, a couple of months ago I found uh, the basic attention token bat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. remember when we were I was a real big advocate for brave and I was right out there using it and and putting it around and I found over a hundred bat tokens hmm. and that coin has been up to a dollar sixty dollar mm-hmm. forty it's I think it's at a dollar twenty today but that's that's significant when you have over a hundred of them so right.
1: And that's one thing I was going to mention is you bring up a good point, Dave, which is going back and and looking at all your old stuff. Um, I actually decided this was the year I was really going to get serious about making sure I know gains and losses for taxes. You know, it's been kind of a hit or miss thing for the past few years. And I don't know if you guys have looked into it, but uh, I went to Coinbase wondering, okay, do they have some sort of form? You know, all of my fiat goes in through Coinbase. And so I was wondering if they kept track and they actually have a partnership with Cointracker.io. And so if you go to Cointracker.io, I would go through it through your Coinbase account. It is one of the best services in crypto I have ever found. So it connects via API to all your different exchanges. So you go and create an API key on Binance, Bittrex, Kraken, wherever you're at, and you can plug in. Um, a lot of them. So I plugged in every single API, it knows Coinbase and even private wallets. So it can monitor a public address. So you don't need to give it any private keys for a, a private wallet. Um but for example, if you use something like trust wallet on your phone, if you're into, you know, if you're a safe moon guy or whatever, um for your track for your BNB coin, uh, it can pull from that too and the the best part about it though is for us miners and so for mining it actually has an API into nice hash and you mark mm-hmm. that specifically as a mining wallet because mining is considered income and so as you as it starts to pull all of this, you got to think it knows the cost basis based off the time it actually came in. So especially like when you're mining and that coin comes in, you're not keeping track of the prices every single payout. Um, but this does. And so I would say within about 10, 15 minutes, uh, the, the hardest part, honestly, is is just getting all your API keys together. But once you have it set up, it is Phenomenal, and then you have all your tax forms at the end of the year are just it. It'll generate every single form for you. Don't need to mess with anything. You don't need to you know add anything in. It just knows Um, the pricing structure. I will say I'm going to have to talk to them at the end of the year because for the tax portion they have an offering for I think if you have less than I want to say 500 transactions. So every time Bitcoin any uh, cryptocurrency leaves your wallet or comes into your wallet, that's a transaction. And so, for I think 99% of people, especially in this, you know, if you're not day trading, you'd be fine with that. Um, the next level up, I think, is $200 a year um, for up to a thousand transactions. Well, I'm going to actually even blow through that because NiceHash pays you out every three hours. So I, have, I already have about 500 transactions just this year from mining starting in February. So I'm going to talk to him and see if there's any sort of special thing you can do. Um, if not, I might actually remove NiceHash from... Coin Tracker because I send all that crypto into one of my other exchanges anyway. Right. Um, so I'd have to probably, I might create a wallet that's specifically for mining and then tell it that's my mining wallet and only send it over every so often instead of every three hours getting paid out. Um, but if you guys have not checked out coin tracker.io, it is absolutely phenomenal there's a great app too on the phone i'm waiting for them to add a, an ios widget because right now i use a different app with a widget on my home screen so i can keep track of my portfolio at a glance and uh they don't have that yet but if you open the app it has your your portfolio because it knows about everything so wherever your crypto is at it's going to give you what your total portfolio is worth which i, I think is really really cool mm, I have to look into it yeah. have you heard that before dave have you looked at that
2: i have not i will have yeah. to i'll Inevitably, I'll do it in December. Yeah,
1: so. do, it, do it through Coinbase because you also get, I think, a 10% discount if you click on it through your Coinbase account. I'll do that.
0: It's a concern. I'm getting to the same spot, right? Uh, John Biggs just said, had pinged me the day. says, how are you tracking this? I was like, oh... Not very well, just to be honest. This is the honest.
1: easiest thing because yeah, okay. it goes back and pulls up all the old transactions. And what was interesting, Jim, is I I plugged these API keys. Well, these are the same accounts I've used since the we got into crypto. So it pulled all the way back from like, when did we get it? 2015 or 2016, right around there. I think 16 is when we started. Um, but it, it, uh, my transaction history was all the way back till then. So really cool. Have we been doing it that long? I thought it was like 18,
2: 2018. No, you it was can,
1: for sure seven. I can actually look in Coin CoinTrack. Maybe right
2: 17. Now. You hit it hard in 18. Right, okay. end of yeah. 17. Yeah. End of
0: 17. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Wow, that's been a long time.
1: That's well, no, end time. of... We were in it way before that because 17, at the end of 17, was when I sold the big amount because hit my son Harrison was born. I told my wife December, I was like, well, we'll sell then that was at the peak when it hit 20,000. Mm-hmm. So we were in it for about a year and a little bit of change. Was before December that. 2018. Are you um, sure? No, it was December of 2017. Oh, all right. Well, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Cause it was my son's birthday. It's the only not, reason I remember. Not riveting it.
0: podcasting. So yeah. um, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure out. Uh, uh, apparently we've, we've had too many beers already. Well,
2: you know, uh, the other thing is, is the difficulty went up today and I'm still mining and I'm still making a decent profit. I mean, I considered a decent profit. I'm $5 a day and I'm just barely running. So what,
0: what are you, what what are you mining on Dave? Oh, just, just nice ash. No, but I mean, what, what kind of cards?
2: Oh, Oh, I just, just a smattering of cards. Um, all the stuff, my children have stolen from me. Um, <laughs> So.
1: Yeah, they were really trying to clear through an Ethereum clog yesterday. So, I mean, the prices for NiceHash were through the roof yesterday. It was amazing. Um, usually where I'm at, maybe $5 a day total. I have a 1060 and a 1660. Um, it was up to like $20 a day for the past like three days. Really made a kill in those three days as they were clearing through that that clog. Maybe I
2: did too because my account jumped. Yeah. And I, I, was. I haven't looked through it and my, like my total assets look great. And if it went back up another 10,000 uh, Bitcoin, I'd be sitting, yeah. you know, I'd be upgrading my bandsaw.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get to that here in a sec. But <laughs> if you, um if you haven't jumped in yet and you're still kind of wondering, ah, now's a great time to, again, easy way to get in on Coinbase. Don't, don't trade unless you kind of know what you're doing or don't invest if you don't know what you're doing, but a great opportunity to learn and grow. Out there as well. So check it out, guytv slash Coinbase. Dave, you already gave away the lead. We're going to talk a little bit about woodworking. And I, you, you had mentioned the, kind of the, the Bitcoin, some of the profits paid for that. All of a sudden, through your Instagram and through Facebook, I think it was Facebook that I watched you, all of a sudden I started seeing these things appear. Now, you alluded to it either, hmm, I think maybe in the interview, you interviewed me for Reset back in February. And that just released, by the way. Mm -hmm. Go ahead out to reset.fm to catch that interview. Super fun. I think you alluded to it at the time in that interview. I'm trying to remember when this kind of came up. And then I've started seeing some pretty sweet pictures come out uh, of your account on some desks that were made and some, some pretty great stuff. So, back us up a little bit and and how'd you get the bug and why all of a sudden you start doing that
2: all right i'll I'll back you up I mean this this is this is a pandemic thing right and I think everybody did this uh, a lot of folks took up woodworking and what we did is we tore out our uh, main floor and our main floor was uh ash and i I picked out a section and I said I want to rip this section out and I, my original thought was, I live in the the Hoosier state, Indiana. So it's a basketball state that uh, I was getting some very thin strips of ash. What I was going to do is I was going to reclaim it, put it on the ground and uh, create like uh, a basketball court, just a section of basketball court, maybe the free throw line or something with the lines and whatnot. And then I was going to domino jumble it up and then make a wall decoration out of it because Wooden walls are cool. People do pallet walls, which I think are kind of going out of style now, but uh, basketball walls look really cool. And you can actually buy reclaimed basketball court wood, which looks to me, it looks really cool. It's You know how it's yellow and it's old and it's chipped and cracked. Like, this is cool. I'm going to do this. Well, rip the wood out. It's It's been sitting in the garage uh, forever. And I, I picked, I picked a couple of pieces and I started like processing it and I have a very old table saw, very, very old. And I was like, man, I really, I was scared of it. I didn't, it it was a beast, right? All it wanted to do was eat my flesh. And every time I looked at it, I swear to God, it was going, I'm going to get you today. Right. So, um, and I was scared of it because this past summer I was fixing part of uh, some cedar boards for the house. And that's kind of been my involvement. I, I can, I can do things. I'm a Jack of all trades. Right. And I had a kickback event and I there was something in the wood, you know, sometimes wood just when you rip it or when you cross cut it, it, it'll do something. It'll release, it'll expand. And you just, you just got, it's just bad luck. And so it, The board came back and it it didn't, well, it it hurt my hand. The board hit my hand. Um, I was, I was using the table in a safe manner, right? So nothing, sometimes when you, you get a kickback, when the blade grabs a piece of wood, if someone doesn't know what that is, and instead of sawing it and pushing it through the saw, it. It's spinning towards you. That blade is spinning towards you. It'll fling the board back at you. And what happens many, many times is that board will move and it will take your hand with it. Mm-hmm. And you'll see um, videos of guys sawing wood and they're placing their hand between the fence and the saw blade. Right. And that's it's complete no, no. And I'll never do that. With I use the big ginormous push block, you know. And uh, if it's going to get me, it's going to get the block. So I, I had that, and the saw was old. And I said, "That's it. I, I'm done. I'm. I sold it, and I put it on uh, Facebook Marketplace, and that's my new eBay. And uh, <laughs> sold it almost instantly. People are dying for used, used woodworking gear, and I had already. You know me, guys. I had been researching this for weeks and weeks and weeks, and I found a DeWalt table saw at Lowe's. It's 10-inch. They do make an 8-inch, which I didn't want. I wanted the big big blade. It has a larger table. And I didn't do enough homework because when I got it home, I was going to build it into my workbench. And I got it out, and it was bigger than my workbench. So I'm like, opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I took the workbench apart. It's just a bunch of old two by fours and old, you know, posts and whatnot. Took it apart and I just started penciling diagrams on what I wanted. I was like, I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this. And I just, before I knew it, I'm in the garage, you know, probably a week straight. And I made a workbench and uh, it's pretty sweet workbench. It's got the table saw. It's got uh, some design elements that I wanted, uh, which was in feed. So, if you look at these smaller contractor table saws, they don't have a lot of feed surface in front of them. You know, they're made to just just jam a board in and, and be done. And so, I created some in feed and a whole lot of out feed. Mm-hmm. And I have a place for my miter saw. And I, I, made a spot for a router table which has always been a dream of mine I was like i so want a router table someday so i put a nice little spot and it was going to share the dewalt table saw fence like the the dewalt the table saw fence was going to slide over and the router table was going to be right there beside it and and uh, so i made that happen i just i just kept going and going and going and then i was like okay I have to stop and I have to use this thing, right? So I did, I stopped and I stopped working on the bench and I was like, give me two weeks and let's, let's make something. I'm like, I don't even know what to make. Then in between this, I've been taking that old ash flooring and ripping it and ripping it into new boards. And it was at this point where I was like, I was in the Bitcoin thing. And I pulled out a lot of money and I was like, I've always wanted a planer. Well, thank you, Bitcoin. I have now I have a nice little uh, DeWalt planer and um, they call them lunchbox planers. I'm sure you guys have seen them at Lowe's. They look yeah, like a it's big, next
1: to my list. I really want a planer.
2: Yeah, a big yellow lunchbox looking thing. And I've I found that I really have a love for milling boards. And when I, when I say milling boards is you can go to your big box store, Home Depot or Lowe's, and you can buy a pine board or something. And it's perfectly flat and it's perfect, perfectly straight. Well, if you want to get into hardwoods, you have to go to your specialty lumber yard. If you want walnut or ash or white oak, you can get red oak at Lowe's, but it's completely ready to go. And you pay for that, Right or you can do kind of like what I've been doing so now that the lumber prices have shot up you look on Facebook marketplace and you just type in walnut and you'll find your farmers and whatnot they've got the uh, a lumber mill you know behind their pole barn where they take all the down trees they mill them up they put them on stickers and they let them sit for a year and then they sell them to schmucks like me <laughs> who pay them money and they didn't do a thing. Right. They just cut the lumber up. So, but when you get that, it's rough. I mean, I, you, you guys have seen it, right? I, yeah, I know you've saw and, and yeah. it's a slab, right? It's a, or it's sh- been cut with a chainsaw. Yeah, a chainsaw some of man. these mills are just nothing but a chainsaw that something they push on a sled. Yeah. Yeah. So, Yeah. yeah. So one I of the fa- things
1: on that uh, on that table saw that you were talking about with the kickbacks real quick, mm-hmm. that has been something that, you know, it, it's, it's a scary thing, especially when you see some of the videos of that happening to people. Yeah. I saw the coolest video, though, and, and maybe I'll find a link to it to put in the show notes of testing different saw stops.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: there's the, the device that you can get on on modern saws or you can get it in retrofit some of yours. And these saw stops, this guy puts it in super slow motion. He rents a really nice slow motion camera. Um, I didn't really know how these things work, but you know, kind of put a techie angle on it. Think of that table saw that Dave was just talking about. And and you're running your hand across it. Well, with the saw stop, it has a slight, that blade is a slight voltage to it. And as soon as like something with flesh touches it, it, the voltage drops and it slams this break and it'll, it, it breaks the saw blade for sure. And it just, it's, and it stops it. And so this guy does a lot of testing with a hot dog and it is amazing how fast those saws stop. He slams this hot dog into it and it barely just has a little bit. I mean, it wouldn't even draw blood on a mm-hmm. finger and really cool new kind of like, I would, I don't know how new it is, but it's gotten a lot better and more accessible and cheaper for these saw stops to get a little bit safer. It's and actually I, I been no around idea. for a
2: long time. Have they it's really 10, 12 years. Um, this patent has been, has been going strong. I think it's like 10 years. And, um, so your listeners need to go to YouTube after this show and, and look up saw stop and yeah. you will find someone throwing a hot dog into the blade. And, you, and you're right. It puts a small electrical current into the blade. And once it detects like a hint of moisture, which that's what flesh is. And that's what a hot dog is, is it will, uh, it's almost like an airbag going off but Mm -hmm. it's throwing an aluminum block into the blade and it's very, it's violent Mm -hmm. and that blade drops and it will do that throughout every revolution of that blade until it stops. Cause that's where a lot of guys get in trouble is they hit the stop and then they'll reach in for the cutoff and they're not even thinking they're just reaching for a cutoff and that blade is still going, you know, miles to minutes and then, you know, there's a fingertip gone. It'll still hit and and do that as well.
0: Those things scare the bejesus out of me. I'll just be <laughs> honest. Like I, that is, I, listen, I messed up a lot of things in my life. I just do not want to
2: go. Yeah, into we, that. We, yeah, we don't want to do these. Yeah. Now, the yeah. the problem with that is they start at thirteen ninety nine, hmm. and you will not find one on sale. It is. It's an amazing technology. the The thing that I. I hope that happens is their patent is supposed to run out. I believe at the end of this year and other manufacturers already have devices made. I mean, think about it. They've, they've known about sauce up forever. And Bosch got busted um, with uh, some, somebody found some videos of a Bosch device that is the exact same thing. And I just, I just wish they could make them like a jointer. Wouldn't it be amazing if they could make like a saw stop jointer um, cuz that thing it, that thing hurts people as well uh, you know these machines so
1: yeah i mean and, and you were talking about the router table and the router was the latest mm. addition to my lineup and that i didn't even realize it until i started firing it up that's a scary tool i mean that is essentially a free sprint, spinning blade uh, that's going extremely fast. Yeah. Um, I actually found that. So I just got a cheap um, router table for it, uh, kind of a little portable one. Mm-hmm. And the just that level of added safety for me was great, I think, because, you know, you're not free handing it anymore and mm-hmm. have to worry about kickbacks even with that. And so I've been I've been enjoying that. But, man, I, you you kind of take for granted how powerful these tools are. I mean, these yeah, are, they're, they're no joke.
2: The router does scare me too. Is is every once in a while I'll be on YouTube and I'll find people talking about their injury, and I for a month I did not want to pick up. I have one of those little handheld trim routers that mm-hmm. I knock. Yeah, you know, I do roundovers and chamfers with. You know, i like. There's nobody's business. You think I, I've done this right? And these guys are this one guy. He whatever he did. Oh, I know. Um, when you. When you hold a router, you're supposed to go in a specific direction, right? Mm-hmm. When you're on the outside, you go counterclockwise. You're on the inside, you go clockwise. Um, so you really have to look up technique with um, with woodworking. And he said he was tired and he he ran it forward and he noticed he missed a little bit. And so he started to pull it back. And it it's called running uphill. And it it grabbed and that bit wants to, it's like a wheel. It's like you hit the gas and it came at him and it hit and it flipped over and it took a chunk out of this guy's hand. And every time that I, it's good to watch these videos because I try to stand in front of these uh, saws and I say, how can I hurt myself with this, yeah. mm-hmm. making this cut right here? Yeah. And how, how do I be safer with this cut? So. I, I try to take it with extreme, extreme safety involved. But the problem is that that technology starts at such a high price. I could not afford it. Yeah. My saw alone, I think was 500. My table saw. Yeah. And um, so that's, that's where I started. It came with a stand and I never even got the stand out of the box. I built it into the work surface. Mm-hmm. I sold the stand on Facebook marketplace. Mm-hmm. So I had two cells to feed back in to my little issue Mm -hmm. that i have right now and um it just it makes it better it's it's almost like electronics and and wi-fi and routers right you've got that old stuff well sell it and feed it back into the new stuff so Mm -hmm. i've taken that same philosophy
1: there's another cool little gadget, too, that it's the first time I've seen it. And it's probably because, you know, I'm, I'm very new to this. So maybe one of you will know this is new, but I didn't even think about it. So on that router table underneath, and this is even a cheap router table, obviously it has a main power switch right on the front, right? Where you're turning things on and off. Well, on the back, there's two outlet spots instead of just one, right? Because you plug your router into one. I'm like, well, what's the other one for? And then it dawned on me it's actually for your vacuum, and you leave your vacuum in the on position, and then you, it's tied to the top, and so you are not constantly having to go over and switch on and off your vacuum. When you flip that on, it's just turning on the vacuum and the router. Flip it off, it's turning off both. And you know, what? it's it's one of those little things. You are like, oh, that's actually really smart because it's even when I am doing my ma- my miter saw, I am the same thing. I am flipping on the the vacuum and then doing the mitering and then flipping it off. And so I am like, it just makes sense that that would be all on one switch.
0: Dave, are you using any kind of uh, sawdust collection? Well, one thing I
2: did, so I took that break and I started making, um, the, the first rite of passage for any woodworker. If you're going to call yourself a woodworker, you have to make a cutting board. Mm -hmm. So I made a batched out cutting boards and I showed you, Jim, I was, I was like this proud father. Mm -hmm. I made these, you know, two inch thick boards and they were gorgeous. And I'm dancing in my garage when this thing actually, I'm like think I just did this. I just made a thing. And um so I did that and um then I started working on the bench again. So dust collection and power. Well, I went I went hog wild. So I wanted the bench to be powered, right? So I have an ex- I have this plug on the side and it's made for a camper. And you take the extension cord and you plug the bench and so you light the bench up, right? And my bench has outlets on the sides for all the tools and some of them are hidden. So there's an outlet for the router. There's an outlet for the miter box saw. There's an outlet for the table saw. And all of this feeds into a vacuum switch that senses current. So whenever you turn any saw on, on the workbench, it it senses the current and it turns the shop vac on. Oh, cool. The shop vac is collect connected to a dust collector. And it's it's a cheap device. It's called like a cyclone device. So the vacuum, the suction goes into a Home Depot bucket that creates a vortex. And then the suction goes out of the Home Depot bucket and then connects to your saws. Well, when you get chips and sawdust that suck through the bucket, they fall down mm-hmm. into the bucket. and the air sucks to the vacuum. So you can make, you can cut a two by four completely apart into little bitty checker pieces. And you go look in the shop vac and there'll just be a little handful of dust hmm. at the bottom. But your bucket is completely full of sawdust. You empty it and you start over. Hmm. So I did that. And it works, but it's, cantankerous right i had this grandiose idea that i was all going to be on board system and it was i was going to have all this room left over for all my tools underneath and some drawers and it was going to be this wonderful workbench and i went through three different shop backs until i'm finally i would buy one it wasn't strong enough i'd take it back and then finally, I'm using the rigid shop back from probably 1980 that we've had for, I don't know how many years. And it's the loudest, most evil piece of machinery. It's louder than the table saw. It, it hurts. It hurts your ears. And, but it moves air. But the thing is, is while Jim chokes on a jelly bean, um, it moves air fast and very strong. It has suction, right? But it doesn't, it's not like a true dust collection system. Mm -hmm. So I, I finally threw in the towel with that system and I had to rip it out. And then I started the Facebook thing, looking on the marketplace, I need a dust collector. And I ended up finding a used system for $200. Mm -hmm. If I would have just started, I would have saved a lot of money because now I have a box of little, you know, Ys and adapters and blast gates and hose all in two and a half inch. And now I have this four inch um, hose. I, I got an amazing deal. And I was talking with a friend of the show, Chris Kinney. He was my engineer through the whole process. Oh, nice he's just like, CFM, Dave, CFM. I'm like, I know, Chris, I know, but it's four inches. It's not going to fit in my bench. The bench, by the way, is um, four foot wide by, I think I made it seven, seven feet long. I didn't want it a full eight because I'm still trying to, the whole goal was the boss let me make the bench. But I still couldn't take up any more room in the garage that I already do. (laughs) So snowblower, mower. Yeah. And you guys know me. I probably had ten bags of fert and and you know, all kinds of organic material for the for the yard and, and stuff like that. So I really had to get creative with storage. So that's why I was so distraught that I had to move the four inch system so i got the four inch dust collector and if anybody doesn't know what that is it's literally just a big fan in a 24 inch large metal thing and all it's doing is just it's that low and then it moves up and then you have this um i have this big handled four inch suction And if you get it close to anything, it is going to take it. I mean, (laughs) screwdrivers, it's gonna take it from you. So you have to small children, watch out. Yes. Uh, Parts, screws. You have to be real. I've lost a lot of stuff in that bag of sawdust (laughs) because I wasn't careful enough. So I redid the bench, guys. I redid I I hosed four inch on the outside directly to the table saw. So I go straight four inch to the table saw, and it's changed everything. Just just better at everything. The router table, I only ever did at the fence. And Mike, you'll know this because at your fence, on your router table, there's probably a port where you can jam in something. And so that's all I've ever done there. My miter saw really hates me and wants to kill me with lung cancer. And it doesn't matter what I do because I make a cut and it just spews dust everywhere. So I have this hood, this big plastic hood that sits behind it and it sucks most of it, but it's, it's really, it's. Are you masking up Dave before you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, even if I do one cut and I'm like, I'm just going to cut this real, you know, and you're like all this all this dust is in the air and I'm like, Oh, I shouldn't be doing that. So mm-hmm. for the longest time I used, uh, N 95s and, uh, it's, it's awful. I hate it. We just went through this mask phase for a whole year mm-hmm. and now I'm doing it on my off time. But so I ear protection, um, N 95. And I finally went to one of those Velcro mask do hickeys that has the, the mask inside of it where I can just, velcro it behind my head and uh it it stays pretty good there and so that that dust collector it just sucks straight to the hose i have no chip collection so the chips actually hit the impeller and then they drop to a bag the problem with my system is it, it it's 200 system it's made by jet so it's a name brand system but the top of it can house a filter so when you suck air, just like a vacuum cleaner, it's got to spit it out somewhere, right? Well, what is in that air is dust particles. So what this thing does is it collects the chips like nobody's business, but it spews micron, very small micron particles into the air, into your closed garage.
1: So it doesn't have a filter on it?
2: It does not have a, it's $200. It doesn't have okay. a filter. Um, some of these filters can run upwards of $200 and $300. So I haven't yet purchased one, but I have found one again uh, online and uh, this guy is selling some for 50 bucks. So I need to get one. And it's one of those name brand woodworking filters. It's huge. And so I need to do that. But in the interim, I got an $18 box fan from Lowe's and I use some painter's tape and I taped a filter right to the suction side. Mm -hmm. So anytime that I, um, I turn on the dust collection, which if you want to swing this back to the tech world, Jim, I'm trying to integrate as much tech as possible. So I have a smart things button, uh magnet To the side of my workbench. I tap it once. It turns on my dust collection. There you go. I like it. I like it. And when I need um, the box fan, I have that hooked up to a switch for Alexa. i I'll tell her to turn the air on. And uh, I did it that way because, honestly, I wanted to say A-L-E-X-A, turn the air on for two hours. Mm -hmm. And I wanted it to go off. While I left, you know, cause when you're done in the garage, there's still ambient dust floating right. and you come back the next morning and it looks <clears throat> like it snowed on your vehicles. Yeah. So you, I have this, go ahead, Mike.
1: Well, no, you're okay. I, I might've just totally missed out on this feature forever. So is, is a lady smart enough to do that? Like if there's like a light bulb that's connected to smart. No, I, I have not got, got her to work hours? Hours? yet.
2: So oh, okay. that's where I'm, I'm leaving help. That's
1: genius. If it knew, like, I need wouldn't your that be
2: help. A, yeah. Set a timer and turn this off.
1: Yeah. Besides turn that, turn that on right now. And then in it, two hours, just do the opposite. Turn it off. I, yeah. I, it,
2: maybe that's there. I don't know. I mean, you can schedule it. I mean, getting a schedule with a ladies, the easiest thing in the world to do. Right. But you want that's it right. on Scroll demand.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I want to be able to set that timer with my voice at that moment. Yeah. You know, so I'm maybe your listeners can minutes.
2: help me out. That was on my list. I need some help, but you can see at $18 box fan moves a lot of air. And then you slap a filter to it and uh, it actually, it really helps. It really, really helps. And you can buy these units. They look like these big rectangular units and you throw them in the ceiling and they have filters in and filters out. And, you know, they start anywhere at $140 and they go up to three, you know, three, $400 and I'm kind of starting the cheap route and you can find a ton of that on YouTube People build them into their ceiling mm-hmm. and they get, you know, like in my garage, I need another one because you're supposed to get the air rotating, right? So no matter where those dust particles start uh, suspending, they'll get caught in the little vortex in your shop and end up getting filtered out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched, I think this old house had an episode and they made. They've done it before. Yes. Yeah. They just take. Uh, five filters, put them together, tape it with a box fan on the end mm-hmm. for the sixth side and, uh, and turn the thing on and it sucks air in
2: through all. You can literally do it for $20. Right.
0: right. Yeah. 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 Is, is your, um is your bench on wheels or, or, or did you leave that? You, you make on that casters. Way? Okay. No. So
2: because I, every night I strike the shop and I tuck it into where the old bench used to be. And I've done everything because I've had an old cabinet where my saw used to sit. My table saw used to take up room and my miter saw used to take up room. And I've made it to where everything kind of is on the bench now. So I'm saving room. And I ended up, I added the planer and I put the planer on an old, it was actually my ninth grade shop project, which I still own, which is a cabinet. And I put the planer on that, and I've since moved some things around and, and made a new uh, cart for the planer. But uh, the whole goal was to not use any more space than I have to, make it yeah. very compact.
0: Yeah. You uh, you put a couple desks together for the kids that look great. Um, how's, the, how's the CFO feeling about all this? I'm sure she was a little, uh, you know, I know her. She's There were probably some moments in there of the little why are you getting crap all over my vehicle? Right. I'm I'm sure that happened, right? Well, yeah. You know, after about
2: the third box of band-aids, she came out and said, what are you doing? So my little computer hands couldn't take it, Jim. I was just bleeding. I mean, every night I would come home with bandages all over my fingers and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a soft guy. Right. And then, uh, and now I'm just like, I got these old man hands, you know, I'll touch it against the sandpaper that's moving on the sand. And I'm like, man, you know, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm fine. Um, No, she, yeah, she like tonight she goes, where did that cab, you built another cabinet? I'm like, baby, I've had that for like a month and a half. That's what the planer sits on. She goes, oh, <laughs> she walks inside you know as long as i keep yeah producing and right. bringing things i've finished into the home yeah then you know so for for mothers day all the moms in the circle of of these families all got a cutting board <laughs> so i i did another batch right nice i did uh, some charcuteries Nice, and uh, I'm I'm gearing up Father's Day presents right now. Oh, those so. would need to be flight. You need to get. You need to make flight. I um, thought about that. Flight boards. Flight boards. Mm-hmm. Flight boards. I'm I'm going simple, Jim, because I have, I have some other projects that I'm in right in the middle of. Like, so, this this thing is woodworkers. You all think of old men making plywood crap you know, into their old farmhouse, right? And I'm trying not to do that. Everything I do is hardwood and it's got to be, it's, I'm a walnut guy. I love it. It's beautiful. And it has to, it has to, it has to scratch an itch, but it has to look good while doing it, right? I can't, like when I made my son's uh, cabinet and it, it took a door, right? I needed a door. Well, I couldn't do it just with like pocket screws or butt mm-hmm. joints, right? Or exposed screws. You know, I did hand cut mortise and tenon, <laughs> right? So everything I do is like, oh my God, you know how much scrap wood I go through trying to figure out how to do this. Mm-hmm. And I did it on the router. I did it on the table and then I'm chiseling. And then, but when that, when that tenon goes into that mortise and the boards line up and you're like, oh. This is freaking great. Tap
1: tap, tap,
0: and it goes in. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then you drop it and you knock a corner off (laughs) it. it... (laughs) Uh, That's the
1: fun part about it though. And it's dangerous because I got into this. um, I am way behind you, Dave. I have made cornhole boards and I've made one chest so far, but I've yet to get into real proper joinery and things like that. But there are so many awesome YouTube channels out there that give you so many ideas. And you just see these guys who are just, What made me think of this was you saying, you know, you think of it as old guys doing plywood, you know, Mm -hmm. projects. Um, John Malachi is one of my favorites. If you guys want to see, he's just a really cool guy. And Malachi is Um, M-A-L-E-C-K-I. They just do some of the coolest projects. And when you start to see the true craftsmanship of joinery and just the amazing things you can do, it really is like, wow. It, it, it's like a lifelong project. I think of it very much like ham radio where ham radio is a, a hobby that never ends. Cause you can always get better. There's somewhere you can build antennas, you can build this and you can always improve. Uh, same with woodworking. One of those lifelong hobbies. I, I, I fell in love with it. It's, it's addicting.
2: Yeah. The like drug. It, it is. And I have a dealer. It's just a lumber yard. <laughs> and it's expensive right now. <laughs> it's expensive. I've almost, I've had
1: to almost double the price of my cornhole boards that I make because the, the wood is just that much more expensive.
2: That's an itch that I'm probably going to try this summer is I want to make, I've, I've made a cornhole board in the past and it was a ginormous box and I want to make one of the nice little foldy ones for uh, out by the pool. Hmm. But um, yeah, I, you know, my son, my 13 year old, now 14 year old stole my gaming PC and then he stole my, my desk. I used to have a second desk over here and he stole that. So everything he's done is just, all over the place downstairs, you know, there's controllers and batteries and chargers. And I'm like, dude, we got to get you organized. So I'm like, that's it. You know, he went to school and I measured my computer case, which was <laughs> this nice square mini ITX, um, uh, box. And I measured that up and I'm like, you know, I just started penciling in plans and what do I want to do? And how would you do it? Cause you can't, you can't put that thing in a box, right? You know, right. You're going to burn it out. So I'm like, well, what would I do? And I was like, I love mid-century modern furniture. So I'm like, think mid-century modern. So I thought walnut slatted, you know, because mm. I've seen this furniture mm. with slats going across and you yeah. open it up and it's like a, a, a record player table. And, and I was like, well, let's just slat some walnut and we'll put a beautiful walnut top on it. And I want to, I want to integrate part of the flooring that we ripped out of the house. Right. And the boy helped me, uh, rip out all that flooring. And I thought, you know, he's going to remember this forever. It's a part of his Mm -hmm. little piece of furniture. And, um, I had been practicing hand cut butterflies. I don't know if you know what that means, but if you have a board with a crack in it, you can lay a piece of other wood. In it, you cut it, you cut out a shape and you, it can be any shape. It could just be a stick, right? You could cut that shape out and then take a piece of wood, usually in a different color or species and lay it in there and glue it. And then it will hold that board together and will, will not allow that crack to um, propagate down the board. And think of the same thing as a, with a Band-Aid, which I'm very familiar with these days, <laughs> a, a butterfly closure. Yeah. um it looks just the same so i was practicing those and i had a practice board and this board had a huge half inch gap you know at the end and i'm like i'm never going to use this but i think i'll i'll just practice on it it was the it's called a cant it's the end cut of a board that's cracked and then what you do when you get that home you've got to cut that off immediately Or it's going to keep cracking down the rest of the board as the board dries out. So I was a newbie. I just kept that. Most people, you know, throw it in their wood pile. And I'm like, I'm going to use every single scrap inch of this board. And I started practicing butterflies. Well, I placed two butterflies on it. And this board was, it was great. Mm. But it still had that half inch gash at the end. And I'm like, what am I going to do with this? And I was like, it'll fit the boy's cabinet. Mm -hmm. If I just fix this board, well, I ended up, I made this little bathtub out of board, uh, MDF, and I covered it in packaging tape and I laid it in there and I drowned it with epoxy.
1: I was just going to ask if you did epoxy on it. Black
2: (laughs) colored stained epoxy. And I didn't know anything what I was doing and it flooded everywhere. (laughs) I'm like, I pull it out and it's dripping and she's like, what are you doing down there? I'm in the basement because you can't do it where all the dust is. Yeah, I'm in the basement and I've got epoxy everywhere. I'm covered in it and um, I'm like, not then I'm fine. <laughs> and so I clean that up and I, I do another one and I figured out that you buy um, foil tape and foil tape is what you use in your, Um, heating and air conditioning ducts when you join two pieces of duct together and that stuff sticks and it's malleable right and you can shape it like a piece of foil you can shape it but the thing is it's got some sticky to it it will not let moisture pass so Hmm. i practically covered the bottom of the board where it fills in the cracks yeah so so it's I actually made the bottom of the board in foil tape. So when you pour the epoxy in, it will not flow down and out the board. Now it wants to flow to the end, which is open. So I covered the end up with a nice little dam as well. And so I did the second one and it's a 72 hour dry, and I'm just sitting there and I'm pouring it in. I'm praying, please do not flow out please don't flow out. And it stayed. And, you know, then I, I started hand sanding and I did that. And then I had a board and then I got to put more boards on it. So I got another piece of walnut and a piece of ash. And before I knew it, I had a top and then I made the cabinet and then I made that slatted door. I made a back that you can, that has slots in it. So you can run power cords in and out, or you can pull it off. You can pull the back completely off if you need to get in, you know, cause you work on your stuff. So. Yeah. Cable management. Right, yeah. Too. yeah. I put a nice 18 inch drawer on the front, which has, um, a piece of Walnut, uh, as the drawer face, there's no hardware. So, um, I don't know. I, I created one of the slats with a little handhold on the door so you can just pull it in the same thing with the drawer and it's got soft clothes. So you you throw that drawer in and it is
1: those are satisfying. Yeah. yeah, those are nice. Soft
2: clothes. Those are thirty five dollars for one drawer at Rockler. <laughs> Guess what Weger's doing this weekend.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, no, see my problem is, so it's always funny what my plans are for something I make versus my wife. So I made that chest really cool chest. I got these RFID locks for it. And this was going to be my gun chest for our bedroom. Um, and I got it done and my, My wife's like, "Uh, no, that is not going to our bedroom, especially to store your guns. That's not, it's not happening in our bedroom that that'll be a toy chest for the kids. And I was like, no, that's not what I built this for. Like I built this, it's going to be a gun chest. So now we have a toy chest for the kids uh, (laughs) downstairs because you know, it's just. She's like, no, that's not it. And I'm like, okay, fine. Like I thought it was gonna be really cool. It turned out really cool. And then a lot of that, you know what you do, you know
2: what you do, you build them in twos.
1: Oh, see, so you there we always,
2: go. You always have one. If you can't find a place for it, you sell it to finance your next one.
1: I like it. There you that's go. a good, good idea. idea. She
2: would have taken it to the kids' room and you had just gone out to the garage, picked up the, the second one. Yeah. Boom. Yep. Well,
1: she Sweet. loved it. She's like, this is a nice big thing. with blankets and all the toys mm-hmm. down the basement. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah. But
0: she didn't want the guns was, in the bedroom.
1: Th- I think that was really yeah, it. That's I really I think, the think deal. that was it. Well, <laughs> no, it was that combined with I don't trust. Something holding guns that you made. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you if you want to do that, go get a, a real safe. I'm not trusting uh, this to actually be safe, which was yeah, valid. Might, the RFID a, locks were the cheaper things. So. You might want to get mm-hmm. a, like a real gun safe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, Dave.
0: Any um any gadgets uh you know kind of beyond anything any new stuff? I mean, th- this is not your first you know rodeo with with um, woodworking. You did this you know, early when you were young and stuff. Yeah. Any new stuff you came across where you're like, man, this is super cool. You know,
2: it's, there's always like Mike said, Mm -hmm. there's always something to learn. There's always that next thing. And it involves, it always involves a tool that Mm -hmm. could make it easier. And so it's just money and tools (laughs) and materials. And so it, I've enjoyed it. There is a a certain, well, it's a syndrome that photographers go through. It's a syndrome that computer guys and NAS builders and certain storage guys go through. It's called gas. You guys know the gas, gear acquisition syndrome. Mm -hmm. And it's very prevalent in the woodworking industry because there's a lot of little knickknacks. Did you know they actually have stores? just for woodworking i had no idea and i have two within a 10 minute drive oh from me woodcraft and rockler it's unreal and in between those is a harbor freight so oh. when i really want to get down and get real i'm like all right i'll go on harbor freight and get it <laughs> and, and yeah.
1: why is it that our our types of brains find every single hobby that is a gas hobby like, you know um, what I mean? Cause the, the, the tech and then the ham radio and then woodworking, it's like photography, uh, yeah. Photography, grown, right? Drones. drones. I mean, all of the hobbies, I think if you're kind of it's a tinkerer, or love there's to play, something
2: it, wrong with us. I don't know it? what it is, <laughs> but bad. I really geek out in, uh, just some of the real simple things like measuring devices and, uh, squares, levels, I find some of that old woodworking stuff really sexy. You know, um, I I really enjoy that. Some of um, the digital and uh, laser levels, some of the d-
0: digital and laser measuring. I mean, you can set that thing down; it'll shoot a laser and tell you exactly. Uh, I I think of that the, the miter saws where you can put in the what what you want the thing to be and the end just automatically
2: moves for you and then yeah those auto feeders Yeah, dude, uh-huh. i mean you're talking major bucks dude yeah, yeah i'm just saying they're I'm cool i'm talking a hundred dollar <laughs> compound saw at At Lowe's, there is that
1: Kickstarter though. Have you seen the Kickstarter for the adapter for a miter saw that just flips down and it's a wheel? I don't know how accurate that is, but as it's sliding, it's measuring. You know, a compromise, but I don't know if I'm going to trust that for something super accurate mm, because with the miter saw. And
2: I tell you, one of the things that I really enjoyed building into my bench, and I didn't think I would, and I thought it was kind of, um, I thought it was part of the gas syndrome where all these guys were doing it, and I thought you know, cause when you see them all doing it and they're sponsored and then they're trying to sell something, but it's something called T track. So it's aluminum track that you can build into your bench. And let's say you have a workbench at home and you build in your miter saw into the bench, right? Which is something that I wanted to do. And it's, it's what I have now into my bench. So when you build it in, your bench is level with the top of the miter saw. So you can lay a board flat, right? Measure it and cross cut it. Well, with T-Track, it's that aluminum track and you can put in a nut and with a little hold down clamp or something and hold your project. You can put in stops. Um, I, I use it all the time for stops. Like I need... Three cross cuts, eighteen inches each, and all you do is measure once. And if you're eighteenth and one it thirty second, doesn't matter. You just need the other two to be eighteen and one thirty second. And you just put the board against the stop and you, you cross cut it. You put the third one against it and you cross cut it. You got three perfect boards. So if you look at my bench, there are it's T track all around, and you probably you're probably familiar with miter. Track, which is a little wider, and you can put the miter gauge into it. You've got it on your router table, I'm pretty sure. Um, we and you've got it on your table saws too, where you can run in a, a miter gauge. Well, this is fairly similar to that, but you can build T track onto almost anything. I've got my, like my router fence, my router table fence. I've got a T track built into it, so I can put stops. So I don't know if you've ever done this where you've done plunge routing where you can put a put a you put a stop, I put a, a start and a stop and you can lay that board onto that bit like a spiral upcut bit and then with your paddles just move the piece of wood.
1: Oh, and, I didn't even think about that.
2: And it hits the yeah. stop and then you turn the you turn the router off, lift your piece of wood up and you've got a perfect dado cut start to finish exactly where you want it to do and you try to do that by hand and you're you've got clamps and you're you know you're doing your start stop manually and it's a pain but with the router table it's just bam bam done you can even do some mortise and tenon that way and i screwed up a lot of wood trying it but um, <laughs> you can do it yeah so, yeah,
0: is it is a T? Is
2: it like an inverted T? So you put the thing. It's like a it's like a track. Yeah, it's like a Hot Wheels track, and it it'll grip a bolt, right. and you lay in that aluminum into your bench, and either glue it in or screw it in, and it lays flush with the bench, and then you can buy all kinds of little gadgets to uh, help you hold things, and and I use it every day. I mean, every single day I use stuff like that.
0: How how often during the week are you? Working on a project
2: lately, seven or eight times a week, <laughs>
0: yeah. So, every yeah, day. Well, good, yeah. good. I mean, those, I, th- this is the other thing with some some of these obsessions that we get into, right? Mm-hmm. You do them for a couple months, you get something done, guys, yeah, you're gathers like, dust, yeah, no pun intended, yeah. No, you, you're like, oh, well, I don't know, yeah. I don't know if I want to keep doing the
2: hardest it, thing is coming out of winter and <laughs> I get into. Just-
1: he was talking about me. <laughs>
2: no, I, I, I do it too. Well, the hardest thing is coming out of winter and you need, I need to get outside, right? you know, so the, the pool is green and I have tons of crabgrass, but man, did I make a really nice desk. <laughs> no, I've had to, I've had to stop and, yeah. and you know, yeah. feed the kids every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs>
1: those dang kids
2: dang it. Oh, just
0: always getting in the way of, of things what's um you got any future projects that you're you got your eyes on some things that you you want to work on
2: i do i have um so i started a new it's not a youtube new youtube channel but i hijacked my old channel and i started putting some woodworking videos out there and a couple of them have done well and a couple of them have really floundered so youtube.com slash david McCabe, please view them and like them because i need some help but um i haven't really gotten to make anything for myself besides the bench mm. and i really really love making um shop furniture and improving it right so um and i fulfilled another lifelong dream and i bought a jointer mm. so and i've i told you early in the show that I've really found a love for milling lumber. And that's taken that board that is just the wonkiest looking, you know, pointing at Albuquerque and Milwaukee. It's just, it should be, it should be a boat, you know, not a desk. And I love taking that and just analyzing what the grain is doing and then, you know, getting your sized pieces and jointing a an net, ed- joining a face, jointing an edge planing it up and then ripping it on the table saw. And then you come out with this beautiful board, you know, in whatever you have, beautiful board. And there's, there's an art to it, Jim. Mm -hmm. And you can't just, you can do it all at once, but you have to let the wood rest. Mm -hmm. You make a cut, you have to let it spread its wings. And Mm -hmm. this wood just moves all over the place. And it drives me crazy. I had a piece of cherry and I'm like, I got it nice and straight. And I'm just like, wow, look at this. And you know, you come back the next day and it's like, whoop, you know, it's like, <laughs> it just, it messes with you. And yeah. it, it's, it's such a learning curve, but I bought a jointer and I got this jointer dialed in and I didn't want to. Um, It's called a bench top jointer. Uh, it's an eight inch. So it's a, it's a larger one, but, I didn't want, I see guys picking them up by the tables and then slamming them on the, on their bench. And I'm like, I just spent an hour dialing those tables in to be perfectly flat and coplanar. I'll be dang if I'm going to lift the thing by the tables. So there comes my pencil book again. I designed a cart, a dual system cart that will use the planer and the jointer up against the workbench as outfeed, so when the board, like a four foot board, comes out of the planer, it's landing on my workbench and not dumping out into the floor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I built um, a four inch dust port into it, so I plug the dust port into the the cart. The, I call it a milling cart, and then I can either put it in the jointer or put it in the planer, and Smart. I've got it there and built in power, and so. I really love doing that kind of furniture build yeah. stuff. Nice. So
0: nice. Well, I've, as expensive as wood is at this point, I mean, using every piece I think is is kind of key. So taking yeah. a substandard, what seems to be a substandard piece of wood and turning it into a usable, straight, right. whatever piece of wood uh, can right now can be very valuable. As we found out from Mike, they're now hiding wood and cocaine that's yeah, coming across right. the border. so yeah that's true that's That's happening that's
1: how my chest came about i had two warped uh frames for cornhole boards that were just way too warped that cornhole board was not going to lay flat but you put those as the supports inside a chest and once you put all the other wood around it it straightens that out but at a cornhole board you just don't have anything else that's gonna really get it back into shape and that was it i was like well i'm not gonna throw these things away i mean they're crooked what could i do like i could use two of those and make it into a a chest i, I love mm-hmm. i love products like that too it's like oh, okay mm-hmm. that that's a messed up piece for this project but not for mm-hmm. another project
0: mm-hmm. do you dave did you build yourself a little wood stash do you have a do you have some racks on the
2: wall you know you- that you say that that's a great great question because i've i call myself i'm, I'm a wood hoarder <laughs> so i'll make a cut and i've got this little bitty piece and i'm like i can use that <laughs> Set that down. <laughs> like, no, you should not use that, Dave. That's so, <laughs> I found a guy who published a plan uh, for a wood cart uh, in one sheet of plywood. Mm. So that's kind of my thing. If I can get it done with one sheet, right? Golden, because you, I mean, you can still find a sheet of plywood for thirty bucks. You got to pay sixty bucks for the nicer one. So, and, the, and I always buy the nicer one. I, I love my Baltic birch. But that's $120, but it's just gorgeous sheet of wood. Plywood. $120. A, sh- a sheet. Uh no, bal- this is five by five.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so not even a full four four by eight, but right. Yeah.
2: yeah. Right. It can it it comes in five by fives and four by eights. And it's right. it's called right. Baltic Birch because yes, it's made by the Ruskies. Yeah. It's it's true. It's truly from the yeah. Baltic. That's crazy. It, that's it's crazy thirteen ply man. with okay. uh no cavities. There's no like open yeah. space in in this.
1: So can you use a a router on that then? Oh
2: yeah, it looks great. Oh, so that's my those,
1: that's what I hate about plywood is you can't route it. It's
2: you awful. Chunk up on it's it. awful. Yeah, uh, it looks wonderful if you laminate two pieces together, glue it, and then and cut it out, mm, and you've got all nice. those 13 plies, and now you get this 26 layer board. That's just it's it's gorgeous. It's really good looking stuff, mm, but it's expensive. Mm, but if you want to make something flat and sturdy that you have to use that. So everything I've made for personal use in the shop has been out of Baltic birch. Like if I make a crosscut sled or uh I jigs to help you make a cut, mm-hmm. I'll make I'll make a system to help me make that one cut, you know. Mm-hmm. So I use that. And um the furniture part it's really neat. Yeah. So really enjoy it. And yeah. that cart, I do need to make it because I just emptied. I was using my old planer box and my old table saw box as cutoffs. And this last weekend we burned them. I just I went out there and I grabbed everything that wasn't MDF and we just threw them in there and burned them. So turn my mic off
0: there. Well, there you go. I mean, I think there's a good, you've gotten, I mean, you picked the right time to start doing woodworking. (laughs) I guess, I guess. (laughs) Well, you know, it's, it's crazy. These things, I, I I think, um, everything has gone, you know, what started a year ago with toilet paper, right? I mean, it was just a year ago, right? Mm -hmm. We were all, everybody was in a panic over toilet paper has really started these weird trends of, you know gasoline now,
2: and and
0: have you have your gas prices been affected in Indiana at
2: all? Have you seen any? Changes? I haven't looked uh, yeah. lately, but yeah, the, the whole pipeline thing kind of yeah, just kind of weird. They just need an excuse to raise prices. I think so. that's I think it was a
0: manufactured uh, yeah, it was a so they could sell more gas right. Um, that's another meme that's just been super funny, by the way. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just those just the crazy, and then of course you know with wood. Uh, being a little bit of a bubble as well. It's been a time, of just, it feels like there's just a whole bunch of bubbles. And like it usually, you know, like in 09 it was like one big housing bubble. But now it feels like everything's a bubble. So I don't know, I don't know what's going on. And and hopefully we'll see some things uh, back up a little bit, maybe come, maybe correct back into some good pricing uh, when things become more available. But it does seem like, Dave, everybody's You know, with wood, I I have not heard of wood hoarding. So maybe that's not happening where. Oh, it happens. Is it? Is it happening? Oh, my
2: God. (laughs) It's. And Jim, you can, if you look on the marketplace long enough and hard enough, you can find people that are selling great, beautiful boards for cheap. Yeah. And they've had this wood in their barns for decades. Yeah. It's dry and it's ready to go. Yeah. Well.
0: Uh, interesting times and, mm-hmm. and good, uh, good to catch up with you. Weger going to have some woodworking projects for the next couple weeks. Check 100%. my YouTube
2: channel. I just started a desk. Now I have finished said desk and you guys have seen it because I texted yeah. it to you, yeah. but I started a YouTube series in which I take this guy's plans for a desk and then I do it as a beginner, right? So he does the desk cool. in 11 minutes yeah. and it's taken me like two months. <laughs> so <laughs> so I'll be
1: on the four month track. Yeah. All right. It's actually,
2: it's a pocket hole dream. That's that's so, all I'm
1: good at. That's the only joinery. You, know, you can't even really call that joinery, but uh pocket holes. And you could, like that.
2: you could go to Lowe's and buy some four foot pine boards and glue them together and have a top nice. and you could be done. And you've got a nice desk. So, And I'll walk you through all those steps. Like I, my first video was how to make the legs and you have to make beveled cuts. And you, of course you want them all to be the same and it's hard Mm -hmm. to cut an angle on anything. So, and make, you know, eight beveled cuts exactly the same. So you can make a, what's called a jig, J-I-G, which helps you clamp the wood down and yeah. hold it and make your beveled cut. Yeah, yeah. so I'm going to go
1: check it out. David McCabe, right, on YouTube?
2: Yes. All right. Hit that big like button, y'all. I need some help for my wood woodworking career.
0: And and what about reset? Is it, uh, it going to come back? We're, you gonna...
2: we're going. So okay. we published the Jim Collison episode, yeah. and yeah. I got all mushy saying, these are my buddies, and I've got two more coming. I've already spilled the beans, Richard Gunther and aunt Pruitt. Right. And I told you pre-show what I'm going to do with those videos, but I'm going to keep, or those, uh, those podcasts, but I'm gonna keep that a secret, but stay tuned for those two audio episodes to come out very so soon.
0: If you've unsubscribed, resubscribe, get back reset.fm. Yep. Yeah. Get, get reset back on your phone or however you want to consume that and, and get that done. Some good, some good interviews, yeah. Um, coming up on that, um, as well. Um, well, Dave, we, I, we made it, we talked a little bit about lawns, but, uh, not, I uh, you know, I, I got so much feedback last year on our lawn episodes. Everybody either loved it or they were like enough yeah. of
2: lawn. Oh yeah. It's another topic where <laughs> I can just completely get off the rails. <sighs> no, and it was good. So Jim, I heard there was a little old lady that lived down the street that was one upping you. On the lawn? Yeah, ne- no, next, uh, uh,
0: on the other side of the fence, just r- right behind me. Yeah, right. she did nothing, Dave. She did nothing in her well, lawn. Well, I'm, I'm serious. We're going to have to let this old lady know who you are. <laughs> she did compliment me just a few weeks ago. We were out there, and I I was telling her, I'm not going to take care of the yard like I did right. this last year. I was just telling her, you won. Okay? You won. You win, you win old lady. no. <laughs>
2: We can't, we, and, that is not acceptable. We, uh, we I, shame, shame no, I, her yard.
0: I, I know, but she, it just looked so good. <laughs> it looked and, good. uh, it did, it did. Look, and she's like, oh no, your lawn looked great last year. She was, she's lying. just saying all kinds of good, things. right? Yeah, no, totally.
2: She no, was, this year you're going to march right out to that sidewalk and you're going to stare her down and you're going to go <laughs> say my name. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Colin, know. I no Dave. You're, I, gosh I'm going darn right. I'm
0: going average guy on the lawn. Like I am literally, I'm, I'm going to put the, the Scott's, you know, big box stuff down. And that's, I think that's <sighs> See, it. That's
2: where you're going wrong. I'm
0: giving up. I'm giving up. I'm going, I'm going you, old man on it.
2: You, you have <laughs> successfully completed the anti-winterizer. Okay. So don't winterize. Do your normal routine, your yeah, grubs and yeah. your fungus, if yeah. you got it. Yeah. Do your pre-emergent, but buy a specialty fertilizer that you can put out before the summer hits. And then if you want to like do an iron treatment, you know, through those heat months to pull a little green out of your yard, do that. I'll tell you, my secret is a is a product called PGF Complete. Go to Amazon, find PGF complete and buy it and put it down. You will not go wrong with that product. And it's amazing. It is absolutely amazing.
0: I'll I'll have to, I went easy. The other thing I don't, I'm not going to do this year. Like I watered the crap out of my lawn last year. Like I had a watering plan. I was writing stuff down in a book. I was like keeping track of stuff. And then at the end of the year, my water company was like, oh, by the way, we're doubling your bill. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not. That's like when you get hit with the electrical bill for Bitcoin mining. For mining. You're, you're
2: like, yeah, uh, is this really worth it? You know, kind of deal. So well, if you want to just let it go dormant, let it go dormant. Yeah, but you can okay. use a product called Hydratane and it will help hold the moisture when it gets to that hot. Okay. And you can just do you can just do yeah. One I'm going to do little minimum. extra water. I'm gonna just one minimum. extra. Just
0: minimum, Dave. I'm doing minimum water. <laughs> just one. <I>
2: mean, <laughs> Your little like old lady's <laughs> going to be out there watering and going. I got you. You're calls. like a lawn drug dealer right now. I You're, know. Like,
1: <laughs>
2: You're like,
0: oh, hey, hey, but I got this thing. I know, I know. You said no,
1: Pablo Escobar of uh, lawn care. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: know you just said no, but I'm gonna. I, try, I just got try this. Try this. I just got this.
2: Try I just this. got this one product.
0: You do have a beautiful line,
2: Dave. And uh, oh, it's and- Mother Nature right now. Yeah, well, it's no. about to get hit with. I'm going to have fungus and grubs and yeah, dog you know. pee and.
0: <laughs> well, I will. I probably will. And Mike, you've got a you've got a service, right? You, you're you're using a service for your stuff.
1: For my chemicals, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah. they just came out today for the second treatment. Yeah,
0: and, and I should I should do that too. I do enjoy putting it down. Like that's yeah. one of those. You know, I was I was out. I ran out of a weed whacker. Um, you know, cable. twine, yeah, yeah, twine. So I went to the store. I'm like, you know, I pick up. I I, I probably I, in years past, I've always bought the four step program in advance, got a big discount on it, right? I had it by March. This year, I didn't because I'm I'm rebelling, right? I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. So I was out mowing today because it's going to rain all weekend. And uh, I was out mowing today, and I'm like, eh, there's a few more weeds out here I don't want. I'm going to go buy a bag of the weed and feed, you know, to put down for it. So I picked that up, and then, but I'm the guy, I'm watching the weather, I'm looking now for the optimal time. Okay, at what time tomorrow will the grass be moist, but not too moist, but moist enough so the, the weed killer will stick to it, you know. But then is there enough time between that and the next rain so that it doesn't wash it away, right? I'm like ah, I'm doing it again. <laughs> I said I was going to make it simple. Uh, all right, well, uh, I'm still going to try and keep it simple. But Dave, thanks for coming on and and uh, good to catch up with you. Thanks for having me on Reset. It was good to catch up with you back in February when we we first recorded that. Was kind of fun. I hadn't. I'll be honest. I uh, hadn't listened. You know, we recorded that in February. I think you released it in.
2: I totally forgot what we yeah, even talked about. And April, like, I did. No, me too.
0: it was like it was was new to me i know it it was a great show i'm like
2: hey this was fun we should i should i should podcast that was really fun
0: (laughs) exactly i'm listening to it as i'm walking and i'm like wow that was a really fun time together who is that guy we had fun i don't remember any of it but it was a it was a ton of fun so well if you join us uh dave thanks for coming out if you join us next week i got a big announcement about the car so, weeks, yeah, and it's coming up next year. Okay. So you have to, you'll have to. By the, by the way, Paul Brann, our buddy Paul Brann, got a chance to see the Tesla truck in New York, and it's posted on Tinkertry right now. So if you, if you want to, kind of, he, they, they have a real one. Like they have one built. It's even uglier in person, Mike. Like it's super ugly. Like I. I, I kind of, the pictures, you know, when I put, I, you know, because I put the $100 down on this thing and the pictures I was seeing online, I'm like, well, eh, you know, I first thought it was ugly. And then I was like, eh, okay, it's looking a little bit better. No, it's just as ugly. So if you want to check out the pictures uh, that Paul has, and of course, Paul's Patreon subscriber here, uh, head over to Tinkertry and you'll just see it on his front page right now. It, uh, I don't know, Dave, have you, are you, are, are, have you gotten bit by this Tesla bug? Are you, you going to do this thing? Hold on, you I think you muted, Dave.
2: I did mute. I thought oh, you were no. going out. No. We're kind of waiting, okay. but we have a, a measurement, uh Indianapolis to Chicago. And once the batteries can do that, oh, we're good. Okay. Right. And okay. it's not just Chicago. It's it's you know a suburb in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. And right now, I think a one of the beefed up Teslas, if you add the extra battery, yeah. whatever. Are you tested it all though? Right now, yeah, but you know, I we just bought a brand new. I bought a brand new truck, uh, mm-hmm. a new suburban, because they're just they're practically giving them away yeah. to get to get your used car. Right. And so I'm like, you're going to give me that much for that? It's okay. ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous. So yeah. I got a, I got a 2021 suburban, and it. I love my suburban. I can fit a four by eight sheet of plywood in the back and close mm. the hatch. There you you know, yeah. so.
0: That was that's one of my requirements, and uh, it was a four by eight sheet of plywood. I don't know mm. why. I don't do anything with it's, it. Like it's a man, I'm terrible. I need to go into the destruction business because I am good at wrecking stuff. Like <laughs> I can, <laughs> I can wreck stuff like no wreck it and clean it up. Now rebuild it. Not my gig. Everything <laughs> I do is half-assed, and it never <laughs> looks very good. <laughs> But uh, I, I replaced some landscaping that I, uh, the tearing out part was great. Putting it back in, uh, it's a little suspect. So, you know, you're kind of like, oh, maybe I should just go into the destruction business. and uh, Demo day. Yeah, that's right. Demo nation, demo nation. If, uh, if so, anyways, go back, go out and listen to that reset episode with Dave and I. It's a fun interview that neither one of us remembered the second time we listen to it. And uh, it's over there at reset.fm. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at The TV Live. Join us next week. Uh, Mike and I, it might be Sammy with us too, but Mike and I, big, big announcement on, uh, or at least uh, some things as we think about the Tesla that I've been driving and testing and thinking about as well. We'll have an update uh, here next week. Uh, so join us live, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, Big thanks to Christian over at Maple Grove Partners. uh, Secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. And, of course, you can get plans at Maple Grove Partners. As little as $10 a month we will get you all set up, get you rolling, and uh, and pretty damn secure. So get out there and get it done. I got to get, Christian, Amazon's got him so busy, uh, I just can't even get a second of his time. We'll try and get him back for Cyber Frontiers here yet this summer. We will see you back here next week. If you're out there listening live, thanks for coming out. Get your lawn mowed, for God's sakes, because this is the best time of the year. Get out there and get a mode. With that, we'll say goodbye, everybody.